Brunch culture. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what brunch culture is about. About, about, about. It goes down in the DM. It goes down in the DM. Cause Lisa said it. Uh. It goes down in the DM. Cause Lisa said it. Uh. <laughs> you you messing up the rhythm, yo. You gotta you supposed to keep going. Snapchat. Right. <laughs> That's in the song. In the verse. It's like oh, Snapchat, Snapchat and me. it's like No. Yeah. But he say more than that. You say it's like Snapchat. He say Snapchat. Yeah, but I that, think hey. But it's it's like, isn't it some profanity after that? I was trying to blurt <laughs> I was trying to radio it myself. But you gotta say the rest of this stuff. He say Snapchat me that you talking about Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I, I just like, know Snapchat. And then he like, say, Snapchat. I got his crush on Angela. Angela Simmons. <laughs> And it's like it go down in the deal. Like I don't know. I think I even know the part about the crush on Angela because he said it when he was on the when she was on the Breakfast Club. They brought that up. Yeah, let's just let's let's sing Drake. What you know of Drake? Because I know you like Drake. Sing Drake song. Uh, what Drake song? Jump man, jump man, jump man. You know what my favorite line in that song is? Where's the way rest too, of the song, yo? Way too many questions. You must think I trust you. <laughs> you just, I said, name a Jason. That's song, my favorite man, line. Jump, man. <laughs> <laughs> Them boys up to something. I think I need a. Is it Robitessin? <laughs> no, that's not it. I can tell by your laugh that that's not right. Yo, <laughs> I don't know. I never get lyrics right. I do it. Yeah, it's fine. You're like lyrically challenged, Lisa. Like <laughs> lyrically and rhythmly. It's such a it's such a shame. The rhythmless nation, the lyricless nation. Gosh, but you know what? You can preach a good sermon. So that's what we go. That's that's your calling. Everybody. You know, and you know, it's not for everybody. Just like you know, apparently politics not for Rubio. Um, that was cold. That was real cold. <laughs> oh boy. I, you know, I'm a fan of Rubio. You are a fan of Rubio. And I'm a fan. When I heard I, I, that he, it's so sad. He said he's not gonna do nothing. When I heard that he he uh he walked away, I, you're the first person I thought about. I was like, all hope is gone. Your boy has stepped down, and. I just, so this the funny thing is I didn't even vote for him on Tuesday. Oh no! Well, I he, went so hard for Rubio, I didn't vote for him on not? Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I would and vote I didn't not. Vote for Ted we, Cruz. we would have a whole nother. I'm not sure that we can actually have a show together. So if, I'm, I'm going to unashamedly tell you who I voted for. Okay. I voted for Kasich. I mean, that's a that's a safe case. That I feel like of the people in your party. Um, I voted for Kasich. Rubio, you know why I didn't vote for Rubio? Because you, it was obvious he got, that he was going to lose. No, I, I knew Kasich wasn't going to win because he came in last. I voted for him because 
I voted based on their representation and character in the media. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like when Rubio went low, you know, with the whole Donald Trump thing, it was very childish about hands. I was just like, that's definitely not presidential. And I felt like Kasich took the high road and he gave this wonderful speech right like the hour before I was going to vote. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to vote for him. I know he's not going to win, but out of the people in this, out the options I have, uh-huh. I'm going to take somebody who I feel like has character. Funny thing uh-huh. is, though, I actually was telling people we were having it. I was having a discussion with some people, um, some and two of the guys that were in there. He was he's a Repu- they're Republican. And there was I was talking about it and they kept mentioning Rubio. And I was like, you know, Rubio's biggest mistake was going back and forth with Donald Trump in that way. Like Donald Trump can do that because it's Donald Trump and people, for whatever reasons, you know, that part of your party believes it and agrees with it and all of that good crap. But uh, Rubio doing it, it's kind of like people expected people wanted him to be you are the the young but polished politician so be that and exist in that space when he mm-hmm. kind of decided that you know what I'm going to get down here and I'm actually going to I'm going to kill Trump with being Trump he realized that you know what you can't be Trump you don't have you know unfortunately the privilege as you would always say Lisa the the complexion for protection like it just ain't going to work for you people <laughs> no and it I really I think when I was watching I was like yo the truth the truth of the matter is your boy can do this uh, and for whatever reasons, people will justify it and give him a pass. But Marco Rubio, as Republican and conservative as you want to be, I bet you realize that you're not a white male. <laughs> and I bet you absolutely realize that you're not a white male. And you absolutely realize that you can't conduct yourself in the way that Donald Trump can. Because, you know, people are going to look at you like, nah, bro, it ain't flying. And, yeah, be and it your from, fan base is not, is not Donald Trump's fan base. Exactly. So, because you have people that actually, for you know, people that say, hey, I, this is where I stand on these issues. And I'm actually well informed. And I'm not trying to be moved by just kind of you know racial undertones or just kind of being an extremist in a sense like these people where you think you try to think logically about some things you just kind of fall on on a conservative side but you know you try to think your way through and just kind of seeing it i think some people was more so because they couldn't people are saying like you know how could you act like that you shouldn't be the one acting like that and for other people it's sheer disappointment like i can't believe that this is a thing so you know yeah, you, and I just felt Kasich was the adult, and Lord knows I want to vote for Ted Cruz, um, or Donald. And I was like, you know, Kasich ain't gonna win, but you know, if I'm voting sh- sheer, you know, out of what I think as far as who's the best candidate and who's represented themselves the best mm-hmm. um, in the last few debates, uh-huh. I have to go with Kasich. I have a friend that said that she crossed out both names. She's a Democrat. She said, I got both names and I just crossed them both out and mailed it back for her absentee ballot. She crossed out what? Bernie and Hillary? Bernie and Hillary. She said, I just crossed them both out. I was like, so who did you vote for? She's like, neither one. I just, she's like, I took a marker and crossed it through both of their names and then I mailed my absentee ballot back. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's just such a hard election. You don't know who to vote for. Um, And if... You know, Republicans, we have more choices, but the choices aren't, you know, it doesn't matter that we have more because they kind of all suck. On the so. de- yeah, I was going to say on the Democratic side, for me, it's a very, very obvious and clear choice. And I, 
you know, I saw this one thing, somebody that made this post about dumb black people vote for Hillary Clinton. And it's so funny. Um, I think it's really I, I welcome. I say this all the time. I think I said this on the show before. I welcome criticism of Hillary Clinton. I think some of it is is, you know, just and do. And I think that we need the black community needs to put pressure on Hillary Clinton, the black community needs to hold Hillary Clinton accountable for, you know, the things that she says that she's going to do. If you're going to be out here dabbing and, you know, presenting yourself in a, in a sense that you like cool and, you know, being on stage with uh, Charlie Wilson, then you absolutely you need you need to make sure that you're, you're fully representing to the best of your ability or trying to advocate for these people. And like, you know, I think that for our people, I think that that's important. I think it's great. I love it. Um, but I, I also think that we have to think with a degree of realism in terms of who we have on that ballot and who actually has the ability to get things done. Um, and as much as I love Bernie Sanders' idealism, as much as I love his passion, as lo- as much as I can say, you know, I respect the work that now, you know, I'm learning that he's done and all of these things. I think it's great. At the end of the day, for me, you know, there's only one person that can actually get it done. Um, and that has a track record that shows that I can get things done. And these relationships, whether as view, whether view, instead of viewing these relationships that I have, you know, with, with powerful people as, oh, she's a part of the machine and we need to go rogue against the machine. It's kind of like, y'all, we don't, it it has to be, there has to be a compromise. That's what politics is. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, let's work on these things together. And sometimes it can really be a complete overthrowing and a complete rehauling. But you can't tell me that Bernie Sanders is going to get into office in four years we're going to have free college. We're going to have completely free health care. All of the public schools are just going to be completely fixed. And everybody that goes to a public school is going to be super smart. And the public schools is going to be worked out that, you know, certain public schools or with public charter schools, we're going to fix the people having um, <clears throat> certain groups and certain communities having better education or more access to better education than other communities. The black community is not going to be left behind. We're going to completely reduce uh, the the black unemployment rate. We're going to complete like all of these things sound amazing. And I am as somebody that loves the black community and champions my community all the time. Like I'm for those things. But at the end of the day, bro, we got to be realistic and say, like, are you selling me hopes and dreams or are you selling me logic? And I can actually put some pressure on you and hold you accountable for doing exactly what you say do you're going to do. And even if you don't, because the reality is you probably will fail on some things much like everybody is. I'm still going to hold you accountable and call you out in a public space, in a public forum and say, this is what you said. Here is what you're doing. So let's continue to put that pressure on you to, you know, I, I'm, I'm all in support of that. I just think that, yeah, there's only one person that can really get the job done. And, you know, that is <laughs> what it is. I, yeah. Well, I, I, know. I know you guess who can get the job done in Sierra's life. Did you hear about Russell Wilson and Sierra? <laughs> and so I know that's your I favorite. I had, couple. um, a, I had some macaroni and cheese, um, fried macaroni and cheese bites with bacon in it, and they taste really good. They were wonderful. I mm-hmm. enjoyed them. 
Yeah. What does that have to do with Sierra and Russell? Wilson? Absolutely nothing, and I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that ring was huge, though. I know that's your favorite couple. Want, no, I want these two people to just like find a rock and live <laughs> under it. Like, you don't think it's too much? Like, shut up, people. It's well, I mean, you know, when people in love on social media, they do overshare initially. Like, you know, when people like fresh find love and they go, well, not everybody, because I know some people that don't share a lot, but most people, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then, I mean, they stop sharing. Like, I have a whole bunch of friends that before they got married, they were like uh, sharing a lot. And then a year in, I don't see nothing with them and they. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, did y'all fall off? Or I think it just gets old. Well, I'm ready not. for Sierra and Russell Wilson to get old. And I only say this because I've had people that say, like, I was telling my friend, one of my friends, and he, he's like, man, you hating, you hating, you hating. And I'm like, yo, I'm not a hater. I don't have a reason to hate. And I'm like, here's the thing that, that I always tell people because people you know, people be like, well, folks hating on them, people hating on them. Y'all so in love with Sierra and Russell Wilson. Did y'all buy Sierra's last album? Did you buy the album before that? Did you buy the album before that? Probably I'm not. sorry. The single. And that was what, like, yeah, long time ago. Like, no, people aren't. And I don't. I've bought every Sierra, Sierra album and I haven't. And I'll be honest and say, like, I don't. I just haven't enjoyed them. Like, I bought them because I want her to win. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a person that during the week that your album comes out, I want to add to your sales looking good. So I'm going to buy the album. I'm going to listen to it one way through. Most of the times, it's some stuff that I'm like, why are you even singing about this? She, I remember this one song. She was like, I'm super turned up. I'm super turned up. I'm super turned up. <laughs> I was like, what? Why are you making? You're like. 30 like what are you making songs talking about i'm super turned up like give me something with some substance yo like i i just thought it was whack but i still bought it and supported it because i want you to win so i'm not hating on you as a person or your dude i just kind of think like yo like if one one of y'all sneezed oh my snigger lips sneezed oh oh Oh, look at Russell Wilson out here supporting Bay. Out here doing like, shut up, yo. Just support <laughs> your Bay and like enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, I'm cool with you giving us a little bit, but I just keep hearing about them. And I think another thing that aggravates me too is like, you know, my my stance on there's a kid involved, and we keep having this back and forth between like you and and the kid's dad and all this other stuff. So I'm just like, if you just shut up, I promise you. It'll be enough to me, you know, Sierra is kind of on because of this relationship. Like, that's what everybody talks about. Like, you've become like this. Yeah, your relationship's out there in the social life. And I don't know. I just want y'all to just go away. Like, be happy. Get married. Congratulations. But just stop telling me about it, yo. I don't care. (laughs) I don't want to hear about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. It's so funny. Like, and people get, I I notice, like, I'll talk to friends, and they'll be like, yeah, I unfollowed them. Why you unfollowed them? Because they was doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, like, so many people who unfollow them. Or I know, like, this couple that's, like, a, ce- like a celebrity couple. They kind of, like, do a lot on social media, and it's, like, 
a reality show with their Instagram. And a whole bunch of my friends told me they don't follow them. They was just like, that junk ain't real. And I was just like, what's not real? You know, people... And it's like, they ain't happy like that. Yeah. <laughs> was it... Uh, I was. I think I was listening to. Uh, maybe it was. I was listening to some podcast. It could have like been the read, and somebody said that their relationship was. It was fake from the beginning. It's like this relationship is fake. It's fake. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And you know, in the beginning of the whole Russell Wilson Sierra thing, when I first heard about it, and I think I, those the White House picks, I was like, oh, that's nice. Good for her. You know. Happy, proud, you know, that's good. You find love. I'm all down for people finding love, and that's great. But then after a while, it's like, okay, man, how many times y'all going to show us these pictures? Or like, oh, my bae, I'm so in love. Oh, but I'm not I'm going to respect my bae. I'm not going to touch her. Oh, it gets so hard when he doesn't touch me. Oh, I miss, I miss her, even though I'm not going to touch her. Oh, when you see her, you're going to give her a big kiss? No, when I see her, I'm just going to hold her hand. Like, shut up. Nobody cares. Like, it's... They go that hard? Nobody cares. Yeah, like, it literally is. Sierra made a post about, you know, she misses him so much, and it's such it's so hard not being able to, like, have sex with him or some crap like that. And he was like, you know, he misses her and he can't wait to the day until he can do it. And it's like, shut up, yo. Don't nobody care. Like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> like, stop it. I just feel like that, those kinds of things might should be just shared with the people that's close to you. But, I, you know, I'm over social media. Call, just sharing. call each other and tell each other. You know, call each other. <laughs> I think that's great for you guys. Like I'm over social media sharing anyway because I just it, it becomes too taxing. Yeah. Because people start to think they know you from your posts. It just be too much. And people start asking you questions. I'm just like, hey, listen, I notify who I'm close to. And if you're not notified, then you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true, though, though. For real, for real. I think... I don't know. The, the people, I think people expect people foster friendships on like social media. So they think that, oh, you know, you my friend for real. And it's like, nah, we just kind of friends on social media. So we not, you know, we cool. And I might, yeah, we not real. We not real people friends. So <laughs> go find yeah. somebody else to be real people friends with. Cause that, <laughs> I'm not that person. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of friends, did you hear about the Oprah and Tyler Perry feud? Like, they friendship might be in, in going through some things. I read, yeah. I read like a headline about it, but I, you know what? Whenever I see stuff on Facebook, Facebook tells me that I need to ignore it. Um, <laughs> and so I saw it on Facebook. So I was like, that's, you know, it's not really true. And then I was like, well, you better not be mad at Oprah. Tyler Perry, I mean, Oprah's the reason that Tyler Perry is like cross racial lines and, you know, yeah, they were house. they were saying that like Oprah wanted to bring some more writers in, and and Tyler Perry was like, you know, let me do what I do, you do what you do, and so for creatives, you know, when you're dealing with a creative person, a lot of times they're really sensitive about their art, you know, mm-hmm. like what they're doing. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, but I mean. He, they were like, they they haven't spoken in months and they're on the rift, but then Tyler Perry just posted a picture, I guess in response to the criticism, and it's like um, me and Oprah just last week. So by Oprah him probably, putting it... Oprah probably called him and was like, look, 
you know, cats and got out of the bag. You better post that picture, <laughs> or I'm I'm taking your crap off my network. He was like, you know what? Oprah is the reason that I can produce Medea's Halloween. Boo, a Medea Halloween movie. Did you buy that crap? Yeah, I just I refuse to watch Tyler Perry movies. No, no shade to him. And no, I don't like his hustle. I think his hustle is dope, but I just feel like his writing is not good. Um, it's not something that I want to follow because I, I feel like I, I know yeah. the story before it starts. I was gonna say I think his writing is good. I don't think it's developed. It's grown. That's what I'll say because I think like the stuff. Or should that I he say started, it's the same? Yeah, that's the, that's it. That's it. That's what I mean. Like he he. We, if you look at it, if this were like his first project, or maybe his second project, early on, these things that he produced, like they're actually, you know, it's good. It's speaking to a certain group of people to some degree. Now he does have the whole, you know, every Sierra's life. The dark skinned dude, you know, was a thug and a D boy, and he treated you bad. And, you know, even though you got with him and he had like a million to 10 baby mamas, and you had all the signs, but it's like, oh, woe is you because the dark skinned dude treated you dude, th- treated you bad. Then the light skinned dude that loves Jesus and is just perfect comes along and just changes your life. Um, that that's that's the, the whole recipe. Every gay person is going to end up getting AIDS and dying um you know somebody mama got molested by somebody and so then in turn the daughter got molested like those elements it, the the the, the quote-unquote stereo the stereotypes in a sense exist but if it's like if it's the first one or two projects i can okay i can give you but it's kind of like these same types of stories I just don't see the characters evolving. I don't see the story, the types of stories that we're talking to evolving. And in one regard, an argument is that he's speaking to a certain group of people. Um, you know, ain't nobody uh, trying to plan a trip to Mars. So if he say something about Mars, then maybe it's just not going, you know, it's not going to align. So I guess I try to give him some some degree of like, all right, bro, I see what you're doing or whatever. But I'm like, all right, man, you can develop some of these like everybody ain't got to be a rape victim everybody ain't got to get beat up not that we shouldn't talk about these people not that you know you you shouldn't we shouldn't talk about the issues but it's just kind of like every time yeah every movie every time it's like the same thing it's like all right i get it we got it all of the dark skinned dudes are the devil unless they have six pack, eight pack abs, and then they are the Rico Suaves that's gonna come in and save the day. All the light skinned dudes are always the dudes that's real, real good to the women, and every woman needs to find a light skinned dude with like a super big, <laughs> big chest and real big arms that's gonna hug her and protect her at night. All the gay people just need to go take some HIV pills and uh, what what are some other stereotypes he have? Like it's just like this. All right, okay, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. That's what you think, okay? Like let's have these people do something else. Can we please, <laughs> please, please, please? What was that that movie? Um. Gosh, what was the movie? Uh, was it D- Temptation or was that it? The movie where uh, Journey Smollett, her character ends up like she has a husband. He's a smart guy. 
and he's just like regular and then she goes off with this guy and he has like all this money oh, and yeah, they have like wild uh, sex. Is that temptation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so annoyed at the end of the movie when it said that she had she got she contracted HIV and AIDS. <laughs> and I think that's what the thing said. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's what somebody told me. It was like she contracted HIV and AIDS and I was like but you can't contract you contract one and it leads to the other one like what are you talking about um, but I remember it, like watching the movie and I was like wait 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 <laughs> so the all of this and like I guess you know it was like always oh, sad because she ended up being by herself but it was just so it got to the end it was so cliche and it was like so she's lonely she sees the guy's new wife and kids and whole family and she works at a store and she has HIV and that's like her lesson learned. Like we couldn't get nothing else. Like you could, you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't have her go through like a self-discovery. Maybe she contracted like an, an STD or she got pregnant or, you know, and she, there was this whole journey of her trying to like fix it. And then she got herself fixed and maybe the guy moved on, but then she found somebody that really loved her and she knew how to appreciate it this time. Or, you, you know, like we could have put more into that. I don't, <laughs> you know, but big ups to Tyler Perry, though. I will say, for real, for real, I respect the fact that he gives a lot of people opportunities um, in Atlanta. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. I've never worked with him, so I don't know what his, like, style of working with people is. I respect his hustle. I respect what he does. I do think, though, like, bro, some of these, these stories, man, we, let's, um. Yeah, and if him and Oprah are feuding, I mean, what friends don't at some point fall out? Yeah, but I ain't gonna fall out with Oprah though. I don't care. Well, they kind of on the same money level. No, 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 no. I'm I'm wrong. Oprah can walk in and and slap me in the mouth, and I'm be like, yes, ma'am. So, where we going today, friend? (laughs) But if, I mean, if they see each other as equal, like, I mean, like, I feel like even though Gail and Oprah, like, Oprah has so much money than Gail, I feel like she sees Gail as her equal. So I feel like that's why you know I at some point I sh- they should, they probably fell out you know my little money I ain't I'm just gonna shut up yes ma'am Oprah that's probably why she would never be my friend like, oh yes oh yes the Oprah <laughs> like <laughs> what you need me to do Oprah no I'm just playing now nah, for for I get what you're saying though like that's true that it really is true like the people feud whatever I don't I just didn't th- I saw it on Facebook so I didn't think it was real I was like okay yeah whatever I think that's they're gonna get past it. But, I mean, in all of this, I mean, the you know, what I really took away from it was, you know, when you when you get that endorsement from someone, you know, like, you know, Oprah endorsed Tyler, it could take you to the ne- next level. This is true. And, you know, Foxy just endorsed Donald Trump. So, I and mean. Donald Trump is not going to any other level. <laughs> Sorry, Foxy. Yeah, Brown. that ceiling that CNN I was talking about. Sorry, Foxy Brown. I don't even, I saw the headline for that and it was a picture of, you know, the comments. I saw it on, I think the Shade Room posted or something like that. And uh, going into the comments and seeing what people have to say, like, you know, (laughs) when Coonan goes even more wrong, when you really, really desperate out here trying to get on, you trying to get somebody to remember me, you just want your name to be in conversation in 2016. Like, 
you know, Foxy Brown can literally just put out some music and she'll get the people talking. And I don't know, maybe she. Nah. I don't know if she put out music if people talk because this oversaturated nah. market. I wouldn't talk. Not female rappers though. Foxy Brown, like she's, you know, she's she's that girl. Like, yeah, but I mean, I think like Trina and, and stuff have put out singles and nobody ain't talking about them. Well, you got to get the right people though. I mean, you got to get people that like. Our hip hop heads, because Trina has, she does put out singles and people know the singles. Like people's, she still tours. She still tours. She still books shows. And I mean, that's and how she makes her money. Again. Yeah, like Back she on the prowl. I feel like Foxy Brown can put out something and, and be good. Not I feel like I know for sure she should. I just don't think that you know she should be talking about Donald Trump. I just, I, I, I you know, it's another story that I'm just gonna say that I'm not gonna believe because. There's no logic in it. It ain't gonna make no sense. <laughs> it can't be. Absolutely cannot. It's just not gonna make any sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just saw this picture of Jada of Jada Pinkett Smith and her mom. And her mom is bad. Oh, bad in a good way, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. No, you see, have you ever seen her mom before? Mm-mm. Yeah, her mom like. I don't even know how old she is. I know she's like an older lady, but black don't crack. Yeah, come on, black. I, I thought they'll have her number on here. No, nah, I'm not her well, number. Some some I mean, black I've seen and then cracked a long time ago. <laughs> Did you see that uh, meme <laughs> of Raven Simone? <laughs> and it was like with the, that red hair. No, no, no. It's this one meme, and it was like the only the one time in history that black did crack. And it's <laughs> <laughs> People so rude, man. <laughs> I love it, yo. The internet always wins. <laughs> Well, guys, that's it for the for our scroll. We'll be back with our main dish. Yo, 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 I know, you know. All right, now we're back for our main dish. Our main dish. Whoever you came with, who you came with. Oh, is that Lyrics. Lyrics on lyrics on lyrics. All right. I see. That's that fire. Come on, someone. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Eels. Um. But today we want to talk about uh, the stigma of doing things alone. And I sent this article to Randall a few days ago. um, And I was like, no, it was actually a couple weeks ago. And I was like, we should talk about this on Brunch Culture because one of my friends is always picking at me Mm -hmm. because I like to do stuff by myself. And so I had to go when I went to uh, I went to Orlando for something. I think it was speaking engagement. And she was like, you want you uh, I sh- you want me to tag along? And she was like, nah, because I know you already got your playlist and you already know what you're going to be thinking about on your ride and where you're going to go and you don't want to be bothered. I said, and you're so very right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and she's always picking at me because I like to do stuff alone and she thinks it's weird. I go to the movies by myself sometimes. I go out to dinner by myself. I enjoy my own company. Yeah. Um, I could be with people. She was just talking to me about this today. She was like, the funny thing is you'll be around people when you want to, 
But then when you want to be by yourself, you'll be by yourself and you don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I pref- you know, she was like, the movies I can understand, but I just can't understand going out to dinner. Was that? No, that was you telling me somebody said that to you. Yeah, yeah. My friend, she was like, um, you know, I can, the movies I'm cool with, I can go to the movies and that's fine because it's kind of like I see it like me being home watching a movie. Like, I'm just here. The only reason I'm paying for that movie theater is because I can't watch this at the house. But if I can watch it at the house, I'll probably be by myself. The movies make sense because it's like you're not engaging somebody there. You, you're just here for the movie. But going to the going out to dinner, going out to eat by yourself, unless it's like a fast food joint, and just like going to a restaurant where you typically would make reservations and sitting down, it's a little awkward. But I, for me, I'm I'm much like you in the sense that I've always gone to the movies by myself. Um, I've always been cool with going to the movies by myself. The only reason I don't do it now is because I always go to sleep. Like, going to the <laughs> movies with somebody else keeps me awake. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I literally will fall asleep. And it's not because the movie is bad or it sucks. It's literally just because I'm usually doing so much all the time that when I get a moment to sit down and just be stationary, for me, that spells it's time to go to bed let's just close your eyes and just relax so i'll mess up a movie but dinner i don't have a problem with going i used to think it was weird to go like to the mall by myself but now i'll do it in a heartbeat um i really don't mind doing anything by myself and in some cases i prefer i prefer it um i always vacations by yourself is the best now that's the one thing that i have i haven't done i've never gone somewhere by myself like vacation by myself. And I don't think I'm not I don't think I'm necessarily afraid of it. I think it's just more so of this idea of I really like to share the moment and share the experiences and then as well as I like to capture pictures. And so I don't want to like just be taking uh, a selfie all the time cuz I think it's whack. I feel like that looks a little lame when you're like Oh, I'm here and I just took a selfie with every time I took a picture, like what the problem is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know about vacationing by myself, not from the, the idea of, you know, I, I don't think, I think people that do it is crazy. I actually admire a lot of people. Um, I know someone that actually took a trip to, I think he went to Rome, like maybe a couple weeks ago and he went for by like, himself? yeah, for eight days by himself. Oh, wow. Now, I don't think I do that. I do a weekend at a destination spot. Like, I went to Orlando for a few days to unwind by myself. So, I can get... I I don't know. I think that... I'm I'm cool with that. But I mean, like, traveling, traveling, like, out of the country traveling or, like, cross-country traveling. Like, that... I've never done it. I'm kind of interested in doing it. Um, but I don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I think in the article though, the, uh, the writer, she, she made like some really good points just in terms of like this idea of think about how much stuff you are not doing and you're missing out on because you are afraid to do it by yourself, right? You're waiting on other people. You're afraid to do it by yourself or because of how it looks like, she mentioned that she went out to dinner with the, or she was going to grab something to eat with a friend and they walk into the restaurant and the, uh, her friend sees a guy and it's like, Oh, he's eating by himself. We should go and talk to him. Like that looks so lonely. And she's like, it just made her think like, why does it have to be lonely? Why does he have to be lonely or like need empathy or I mean, need sympathy. 
you know, he probably just chose to come and eat by himself because he was hungry. And that was one of the reasons, as the fat kid that I am, that was one of the reasons that I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start going to get something to eat because sometimes I would want a specific thing that a certain restaurant was the only one that would make it the way that I like it. And it actually costs more than just like 10 or $15. And so you'll have people saying like, Oh no, I don't got the money. And then I got frustrated with every time I wanted to go get this one thing, I got to spend like $60 cause I got to get it for me. And I got to get you something too, because you coming along and you know, every once in a while, I don't, I don't mind. Like I, I really don't mind paying for people or my friends, but then sometimes it's like, I, I ain't trying to spend $60, $70 when I can just spend $30 and get it for myself. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just go and get what I want to get and yeah, just kick it by myself. And for me, those are like some of the best times in terms of getting things done. If I want to catch up on a book that I've been reading, this is one book that I it's taken me forever to read because like I just never find the time uh, to stop and actually enjoy the book. But if, if there's ever a time that you want to like catch up on reading or do some writing, like taking yourself to dinner, asking if you can get like, you know, a quiet, a quiet area, a quiet corner. It's the dope, and you get the best service. Then you get the best service then too, because I don't. Yeah, know. you said that. I don't. I guess I don't pay attention. Yeah, I don't know if they just feel sorry for you or what, but they definitely. I've noticed that yo, I get my drink never goes empty. I'm always like, hey, are you okay? Is everything fine? Can you let me know if you need anything? And it's like, yo, it's me by myself. But if I came here with some friends, I'd be like, well, hey, can I get some water? Can you bring the picture? Like, help me out. And, you know, one of the reasons I think I like to spend time with myself is because I'm really, I'm a very private person. Mm -hmm. And so if I can't go with somebody I feel like I'm close to, going with somebody just random feels like work. Yeah. Because you can't completely, like, if you're private, you can't, like, just kind of just unwind yeah yeah. one of the things she said in the the piece which i thought was dope was she was like she pointed out the fact that we are always entertaining and so for most time when people want to be by themselves is because they're not trying to entertain or they're tired of they're tired of you know entertaining folks and you think about it she's like you know we're all we always have our face in the screen we're typically around people in social settings all the time you know be it for work or what have you um, and so you're you're oftentimes around people a lot and you have to entertain people. You have to, you know, not entertain people from the sense of like you got to put on a show, but you got to be mindful of people. You got to engage people. You don't want to be in a group of people and be the person that is the one that sticks their headphones in. When the, there's a car full of people talking, you got your headphones in. I've been that guy before. Um or just the person that's just kind of like detached from the environment of what's going on. So you want to be a person that's like engaging folks. And at some point in time, you can just want to be by yourself. And I think that, I don't know, I call, I really always say that I'm an extroverted introvert when I'm out and about, I'm, I'm out, you know, I, I love, I love people. I really do love people. I love engaging people. I love meeting new people and, you know, like making new connections. I really enjoy that. But when I come home, I literally, I like close my room door and I'm just like in here by myself and I enjoy it. And I like to think, yeah, I like to think and I like to, 
I do really, really crazy stuff. I'm really like, like I wasn't the only kid, but I was the only boy. So like there was a lot of times that I would just like choose to kind of just be off and do my own little thing. Um, and so I come up with like the craziest concepts and ideas and I'm writing stuff all the time. Like I just enjoy, you know, as much as I enjoy being around people and being out there, I actually joy, enjoy solitude as well. And just kind of like my own personal space and that me time that she mentioned in the article to kind of like just get my mind together and do the things that I want to do, focus my thoughts and my energy on certain things like I will have a debate in my mind about a certain topic and like try to go through and understand why I really feel this way or why I really believe this way. Um, or even hear somebody else say something else and like challenge that. Like you will tell if you tell me, you know, your position on a certain thing is different, then I'll try to explore all the ways in which how I might feel if I felt that way. And like at the end of it, I might result in, you know what? Maybe I do think this way. Or sometimes it's like, well, that ain't nothing. I thought about that and that don't make sense to me. But that's, you know, a long time is the time to do that. Like I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's, I, I don't knock people because I, I think it's, I admire people that always like to be on. I have a a, a friend like that that I hang out with here and he, I don't know. I feel like he's always on a go. He's always doing something. Um, and it's great. I I love it. I, jo- I enjoy it. And I, I like to always be doing something or exploring something. But sometimes I like that time to be like by myself. And it's like, you know, I was telling him I was going to the mall. To, and I was like, hey, I just got some free time. I'm actually about to go to the mall. And he's like, oh, what mall are you coming to? I'll meet you there. And I was like, uh, I'm good. He's like, bro, like, what? I mean, you don't want me to come tomorrow? And I was like, no, I'm, I just want to kind of just go by myself. <laughs> and like, there, there are specific stores I want to go to. I want to look at some shoes. I just kind of want to spend my time looking at the shoes. And I might be in this store for 10 minutes. I might be in this store for like an hour. But I just kind of want the freedom to do that and make my own call and not have to worry about when you're ready to go and tired of being in the store. Like, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with that. Well, you know, I think the downside, though, of being a introvert is that you're, you know, you could be very attached to just a small number of people. So you can't, like, just go somewhere random with a person. Does that make sense? I follow you. Like, you know, so it's like you do everything with one person and then that kind of can wear on the friendship or relationship because it's just like y'all get tired of each other. Okay, so you're saying, because I was going to say, I don't necessarily think that's a downside, but I follow what you're saying. You're saying in the sense of if if a person, if that's all they would ever do, not necessarily like if you just choose to kind of hang out with a small group of people or these people, but it's kind of like you would not you would be uncomfortable just doing it with somebody that you didn't, that wasn't one of those people that you didn't feel like extremely close to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the downside. I think I'm getting more social. Uh, I am getting more social, but I still, I just like my personal time to be with people that I deem close. Yeah. I've just always been like that. Personal time is extremely personal time is extremely important, and one of the things that I 
I, I realize about myself, um, I've my friends here have taught me a lot and kind of allowed me to really uh, self reflect even more and look at certain elements of my certain weight reasons I do certain things and like certain things about myself and be like, oh, okay, I get why. I, I really get me. I get why I do this uh, even more. But I am a person, I've always. My friends know that I love my friends and I ride for my friends. And honestly, with certain friends, I would prefer to like have a phone or a FaceTime conversation with you rather than like go out somewhere with somebody else. Because it's just like we have such a great time and it's so cool. It's so good. Um, But I also realize that sometimes that can be isolating to making new friendships and new connections, which I enjoy. I really enjoy doing like I love meeting new people. I love talking to new people. I'm always asking people like, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, what do you like? What do you do? Where are you from? Oh, what, 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 what's cool? What's unique about that? I don't, I've never, I don't know anything about that. Um, one girl told me she was from Oklahoma and I was like, so like, if I were to come to visit Oklahoma, where are some places I should go? And she started laughing and she was like, well, I kind of don't really know. I mean, where to tell you to go. She's like, I can tell you some stuff, but it would be like native stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, tell me about that. But anyway, I say all this to say that I realized that me being, that way, like only preferring to have my close friends or my like group of friends and not really being open to other people all the time. Sometimes it just kind of comes off as if like, I don't want to make any new friends or I don't want to make any new connections. And that's just like, not clickish. really true. Yeah. It's not really true. I, I really don't. The idea of like, you know, you can't, you, this my clique, you can't be a part of it. Now mm, I was going to lie. I was going to say the idea of that, it's not really me, but maybe not so much. I think everybody's clickish to a degree because it's it's a comfort zone. Like this, a you know this is a comfort zone for me, and I enjoy this. But at the same time, for me, I do enjoy people meeting new people. I don't mind welcoming people into like the group um, or a group of people that I know. I really don't have a problem with that aspect of it, and I I, I want to you know I want to know people. I like to know people, but I also like it to be authentic. I don't really like just having a whole bunch of people around me just for the sake of saying like, I got 50 friends. That's lame. I don't like shallow friendships. Yeah, me either. We can't can't be be real people friends. I don't just... I don't want to For me, we don't got to be close. We just got to be real people friends. Like, I need to... If the majority of our conversation is going to always be pop culture or like what's going on in like social media... Or I find myself with you and we are looking at our phone for 60% of the time we're together. We not to me that we're not real people friends. We might be like good acquaintances or like, you know, casual friend or like a casual friend friendship we have. But yeah, more than that, we're not. I can't consider you like a real people friend because that's not a real thing. That's definitely not what we are. If, yeah, I think. And for, for me and I love, you know. When I went to visit my my best friend, we literally just I spent probably seventy percent of the time on the couch, and I enjoyed it, just talking and laughing and eating. And to me, it was like this is life. <laughs> like, yeah, this is and I feel like when you're close okay. to people, that's all you need. Yeah, like you don't really want to go just out. Just the basics. You just want the conversation and hanging out. Like, but but that's 
to, but everybody's different because you know I have this whole motto: presence is a present. Oh, that's right. Um, crafty black people. You said what? I said crafty black people. <laughs> so my thing. <laughs> we'll is... come up with a slogan in a minute, yo. <laughs> <laughs> when people are present, that's a gift to me. Yeah. So if they're not, then I'm just like, uh, you don't really do friendship like I do it. Um, <laughs> but that's not necessarily bad. It's just a, a preference. It's different. Yeah. It, yeah. It just... But I think you just ship get with people who prefer to be like you and feel like your presence is a person. <laughs> get with people that prefer. But that's like isolating. You. So, I mean, you know. Nah, real talk though. I I think I can follow what you mean. But anyway, y'all hit us up and let us know what y'all think about this idea of being alone and doing stuff alone. Like, do you do things alone? Is it weird to travel alone? To travel abroad alone? That's what I want to know. I want to I want to know what people feel. I don't about think I that. could do that. I think is I think it's a little it's extreme because I just don't understand how like I know that you can meet people. And I know that there are like travel groups. I have a homeboy that has told me like every time he goes abroad, he meets like a new group of people um, and you make friends, particularly like if you're in certain places and like you're a young black person, like you just find you just try to gravitate towards other black people. And it's really easy to like connect with people. Um, so I, I I don't know. I just want to hear, hear what people have to say, because. A part of me kind of wants to try it. I want to say, like, oh, let me go somewhere and just, you know, just figure it out. Like, just go by myself and figure it out. So, I don't know. But, yeah, y'all hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. And let us know what you think. Will you travel by yourself? Are you a loner? Do you like being a loner? What are the pros and the cons? Are you like me? Are you a loner and a, are you a loner? But then can be needy. Do you find yourself coming home and being in a room all by yourself, <laughs> staring at the wall? When your friends call and ask you to go out, do you prefer to just crawl under your covers and sit there in silence? Are you a needy loner? <laughs> What's a needy loner? I feel like I'm a needy loner. Like if I'm close to somebody, I want to be around them. But then I just, if I'm not close to them, I don't want to be around them at all. Oh, yikes. So needed. A needed and that's loner. why. Okay. A needy loner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hit us up. Use the hashtag chat BC and we'll be back for the toast of rose. about the same main dish again oh yikes <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you go first oh i don't really want to go first okay i'll go first so um i think i'm becoming a mushy person because i'm toasting i've been toasting a lot. i don't really haven't roasted anybody but this week um i am going to give a very 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 special toast um to a great friend just an incredible human being 
um, an amazing, amazing woman and somebody that has really been there for me. And I feel like I'm really big on giving people their flowers when they're here. And I feel like there is room for me to give her more flowers while she was here. Um, my friend, Kathea Aurelis, uh, PharmD student at Hampton University, she passed away this past Tuesday. And it's really weird because I'm, I, I hear myself saying it and I've talked about it with people multiple times and the weight of it really doesn't, I can't wrap my mind around it. We were just at brunch this past Sunday laughing for like three and a half hours, just eating a bunch of food. We had mimosas and, you know, we were going from, you know, really deep conversation and sharing things that like I hadn't previously shared before. And she hadn't previously shared before and talking about things that, you know, it's just like life changing moments. And then going to some really, really like surface stuff and laughing because, you know, my the waiter kept bringing every time I would order more food is like uh, unlimited small plates. So I'm ordering small plates and they bring we both ordering small plates, but they're bringing all my food and they like jipping her on the food. And we just kind of like clowning and laughing with our waitress uh, because my homegirl was like, I'm starting to think that y'all want me to starve and y'all just want him to eat all the food. And, you know, we just 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 having truly truly a good time an amazing time and uh just knowing that like that was just sunday and then monday night we talked and tuesday morning is when she passed away and i got i didn't even get a call i i heard about it uh tuesday night and it just it really bothered me but I just want to toast to 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 Kathea because she is truly the definition of what it means to be a friend, talking to some of her other friends and hearing how much she meant to them and how much she really worked with everything that she had going on um, in her life in terms of maintaining, you know, schoolwork and, and trying to be, you know, a, a great student and study and really learn and she really took the time to focus on friendships and to nurture those friendships. And so her close friends didn't feel like, Oh, I haven't talked to her or she threw me by the wayside because she was in school. And we know that this is a challenging program that she's going through. She like made sure that she found a way to be there and to be a part of our lives and reach out to us. And, you know, and, and for the past, since we were in undergrad, she's been sending, inspirational text messages out every morning and if she miss a morning you might get it in the afternoon or she'll double up the next day but to see that amount of consistency and and sometimes it was just what i needed or just what i needed to hear or i'm going through something and i'll just like shoot her a text message and she'll reply with something that's just like off the wall funny or you know just something that's just really encouraging and she was just really authentic i feel like when I think about the word that describes her, it's authentic and authenticity. And I just want to toast to her and just say, if you have a friend, a, a, a family member, some anybody in your life that you feel like, you know, you don't 
tell enough or I don't care who they are. You make sure that you are giving people their flowers right now because a part of me, it's kind of like, I wish I would have told you how much I appreciated this while you were here. I wish I would have told you, you know, just how much that one moment we had last year just really meant or that phone conversation that we had or the text message that you sent just really impacted me. And I I told her, you know, I thanked her for some things on Sunday, but I just kind of wish that I did more. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 so I, I challenge everybody that's listening to, you know, I know people are like, you know, I want to be soft and, you know, everything is not mushy, mushy all the time. But I really think it's important to just let people know what they mean to you all the time consistently, because literally I went to bed talking to my friend and I woke up the next day. I woke up, but my friend didn't wake up. And I feel, I feel like it's so normal. It's so real. It, it's real and it can happen to anybody. And I, I shared with you earlier. I never think about the mortality of my friends because, mm-hmm. you know, you're my age, you're young, you're healthy. If you were sick, maybe, but you're you're good. I only think about it for like older people or I start thinking about like, you know, my, my, my family, my mom or my grandparents and things like that. I never think about like my friend. And so it's like here is a friend that was here and it was very tangible and she's no longer here. So you guys toast to Kathea and you guys, please share call somebody right now and tell them that you love them you appreciate them and just share how you feel it don't even got to be that deep it really don't have to be like on some oh my gosh i just really i'm so thankful for all you did it really could just be like hey you did this you said this you were here for this i saw you or i thought about you in this moment and i just appreciate your existence and that's it like that's what it needs to be so toast to kathea yeah yeah toast to her and our thoughts and prayers are with you and her family and friends during this time because I know it's tough. We appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm gonna toast. Um, I I, I kind of choked up with that. I'm oh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, you good. It just made me think about like one of my friends is always challenging me. Um, she was like, you know, people aren't here forever. So yeah, you know, whatever. You know, if you even feel any type of way, just remember that it's not. What if that person passes? And right. so it just made me think about that. Absolutely. Um, so absolutely. I want to toast to the creative conciliation um, classes that I took this week. Hmm. Um, it's uh, some friends of mine that are pastors. Um, had brought this one of their mentors in and this whole this lady's whole job is to bring people together she brings people together with conflicts that said they'll never talk again she brings people that have racial tensions together people who have like affairs in their marriage together just different fractured relationships she brings them together so they were like you gotta come see this lady Mm-hmm. And so they had a two day workshop at their their church. And so I'm really becoming good friends um, with both the pastor and his wife, both of the pastors and their wives. So we we've been to lunch and we've been talking about some different things. And so they was like, you you come to this class. And so I come and it was really it was really eye opening. I was like, oh, wow, this is some good stuff. It was yeah. like a packet 
that was kind of thick. And she was like, we're just scratching the surface. And she was like, you know, when I have, when I mediate conversations, she was like, I have the people for five days, like four to five days. And they were like, well, we can't talk that long. And she was like, yes, you can. And she, she was like, we unwind and bring people together. And I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like for this to be, she's been doing this for like 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And she's uh, basically a professional reconciler. Hmm. I thought it was a cool job, but I enjoyed the class. Her name was Judy, I think. Um, but it was good. I learned some cool stuff. I was challenged a lot. Um, I thought it was dope. So shout out to Judy and what she does with the creative conciliation. That's what her, her nonprofit is called, creative okay. conciliation. Shout out to Judy. To- to- toast to that. Toast to Judy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, wow, that sounds... Yeah, I would have never known that that existed. But it was cool. I got some good stuff. I was challenged. I was like, dang, man, I could have did a lot of different things better and different. But um, can't go back and change the past. I'm looking forward. We can only keep it moving. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we want to leave y'all with today's good vibe. Today's good vibe um, says, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. And, you know, I always tell everybody I know, just go for it. Just do it. Um, And I love this quote for that reason. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm down for it and proponent of it. And after the week that I've had, I just believe that everybody should just be living life and doing, you know, doing your best to do what makes you happy and what you love and just go for it. Like, Let's no like I don't even want to say no fear. You can have the fear. You just gotta like slap it in the face and keep it moving. Like there, there makes no sense for you not to. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But yeah, so that wraps. Do you have any anything that you want to announce? Anything you got going on? You want to shoot the people towards? Um, I think you should. I think you should prep people for what's to come. You know, I just, I think it's good. And, you know, let's cross platforms. <laughs> Tell people about it. So uh, I have from my uh, my nonprofit organization, the G3 Project, on Tuesday, we're having a big um, groundbreaking um, conversation between two scholars, one named Dr. Marvin McMickley. Mc, yeah, I always pronounce his name wrong. You know I have problems. And Dr. Vincent Baco, and they're going to be talking about politics in the pulpit. Mm. And so you can go to www.g3project.com backslash Courageous Convo and watch it on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can Absolutely. watch the convo. So check it out. Yeah, dope. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. And as always, we thank you guys so much for listening to Brunch Culture. We are always here. We're at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can also find us on iTunes, find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Spreaker. Make sure that on iTunes, you subscribe to us and you comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, Send us an email at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at brunchculture. And on Instagram, we're at brunch underscore culture. And uh, what else we got? Do we got anything else? 
Iamproyou.com. Absolutely. I'm proyou.com. Go pro somebody and share it. Tell other people to pro people. We are trying to move positivity, promote positivity, and we want people to know that they give them their flowers while they're here. What better, better way to do it by telling someone that you are proing them? I'm pro you. I am pro you.com. And just remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.